You're going to have to say clap. Did you hear that? No, I can't hear it. I heard that. He hears it. He's lying. He does. He's messing with me. <laughs> no, 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 no. I promise you I'm not. I promise I'm not. I'm not. I did hear that, but I did I haven't heard anything else. And am I supposed to start now? <laughs> yes. I had no idea that we were still trying to get you to clap. It's so much worse. It's like Kevin on the office trying to cut words out to make it go faster, and you have to he had to explain it. This is you. Just don't clap. Well, like it helps me when I go into editing. Well, but why don't you say clap and then clap? Because I did that last time, and you were like, "Was that the clap?" <laughs> But I didn't hear you say clap for some reason. I don't know what's going on. But don't say clap very loud. Just say it like whisper it. ASMR. But I need it to be loud so it shows no, up on no, the thing. No. That's what I'm saying. What you'll do is you'll say clap and then you will clap. And then I'll start talking. I'll wait a couple seconds to start talking after you okay. say clap. We're going to try this right now. Okay. Everybody, right. everybody be quiet. All right. Clap. Hi, and welcome to It's Going to Get Stupid, your favorite podcast. My name's Jose. I'm Rick. I'm Holly. It sounded like you said oddcast. It did sound like you said oddcast. It it almost forgot the word podcast, so at least oddcast came out. (laughs) Are we creating a new new genre now? (laughs) My brain just said, what are we doing here? This is an oddcast. I was too worried about the clap nonsense. I couldn't couldn't think straight. Dude, you know, well, I, I'm one pretty, day we're going to be successful enough to where I can hire an editor and not have to worry about uh, this anymore. That's never going to happen. Uh, you want to do it dreaming. on your own forever. You keep dreaming. And he's, he's going to say, you know, it'd really help if y'all would clap. <laughs> well, hopefully for some reason I'll be able to hear the clap at some point. That would be great. Um, I'm pretty sure there's someone that has Oddcast already. That was a good man. That would have been good, right? Well, I'm just saying, podcast. like, we can just make an odd cast. Like, we're not doing podcasts anymore. We're doing odd casts. Oh, my gosh. Focus yeah, on one thing. I don't know if that's a... Focus. Shod, what about shodcast? Uh, What's a shodcast? Like a, I don't know. Like, Let's, we're we're making it as work. we go. We're doing it right now. No, don't. Okay, that's bad. Don't do shodcast. I get... Does it have to rhyme with with podcast, though? Like, what other things? Podcast? Hot broadcast. Okay, we'll stop. Podcast <laughs> sounds like sounds something sketchy. Yeah, it's either something real sketchy or it's just about. Uh, it's just if you break every spray. bones in your body, you get a podcast. A body spray, <laughs> like the Axe Bod spray. Or like, oh well, gosh. isn't there like Axe body spray, and then isn't there okay. like the cheap version Wait, of like what's happening? It's called Bod, and okay. it comes in like a spray bottle. Like yes. it looks like a bottle okay. of Windex. Hear Windex. me out. A whole, a whole podcast, a podcast series, <laughs> our podcast series, where every episode is just reviewing one scent of the the body spray. Let's let's not. Today on podcast, we're gonna we're, we're gonna take a look at ocean waves. Jose, have you ever used a body spray? Um, yes, like Axe or when anything I, like that. Oh, when gross. I was younger, I don't think it was Axe. It was just some kind of cheap generic body spray. It's probably um, Bod. But I can, <laughs> but I can tell you right now. No, it was like I'm telling you, like super generic, like Kroger brand Hatchet. or something. You know what? Hill 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 <laughs> Hill Fire. What is it? Um, what's the one? Hill Country Fair. The <laughs> Hill Country Fair body spray. Um, but I can tell when somebody else is wearing body spray. Yeah, a hundred percent. Because yeah. they put too much on. I don't actually with, with that body spray, you can't put too much on. Like if you put it on at all, it's already too much. 
Yeah, you, you can't put you can't put you can't, just you, the right amount. You can't put the right amount. It, it's either you, you spray a little bit, and it's like this is way too much. This is way insane. What's the women's uh, equivalent of Axe body spray? There is none because we're not crazy. You know, no, I take uh, that back. It is Bath and Body Works, uh, the warm sugar vanilla lotion. You can smell that from a mile away. Yeah, it's like oh my god. Or any why any of the older ladies. Any of the older ladies or perfume? the what's the white diamonds by Liz Taylor? Elizabeth, is it white? It's white diamonds. White diamonds. Yeah. White diamonds. <laughs> it's white diamonds. How, do you, how do you know that, Holly? I've do never worn have? it, but you know, I you know what? Wow. I did receive it for my um, graduation. Like I received oh a gift box of white diamonds. Whatever. I don't know what happened to it. I never opened it. Maybe I threw it away or donated it to Goodwill. I don't know. Did you just give it to somebody. It was frightening. It was like three different bottles of white diamonds and ruby diamonds. And I don't know. It's like three different kinds. And I'm like, I don't want to smell like this. But no, I think the equivalent, women's equivalent is the Bath and Body Works scented lotions. I think I've developed an allergy to Bath and Body Works (sighs) stuff because of my mom. Oh, yeah. I haven't been there in a while. Well, because like my mom and we're so far off topic. My mom has, <laughs> like, you go into her house and every hand soap, lotion, everything has a different scent. Yes. There's no cohesive, like, scent going on. Oh. It's like a... But not only that, but, like, she also has, like, scented um, laundry detergent. Oh, my gosh. And, like, it's very floral. And so, like, every time we go to my mom's house, like, by the time we get back home... My eyes are so agitated and like watery, like I can barely keep them open. And uh, yeah, like all those fragrances, like they just drive me nuts now. But then we smell, we smell like her house for days. Yeah, it's so, very, it's very floral. Th- there's only a couple of times when, like, immediately when we get home, like I have to change my clothes. It's usually <laughs> after we've eaten at a Mexican restaurant. Like I always smell like chips and queso. After I've eaten at a Mexican restaurant and then delicious, but it's, but it's not delicious. Like it's not, it's just not good. Um, which is a problem for me because, you know, I wear the same shorts. Like I think I've worn this pair of shorts oh, for like two weeks, oh, gross. two on. weeks straight. Um, and then when we, when we leave my mom's house, like I have to immediately like change my shirt and change my shorts. Yep. We're learning a lot of things okay. today. So I also learned that Bath and Body Works is owned by Les Wexner. Who's Les Wexner? Do you know that? Les Wexner is the owner of Victoria's Secret. Oh. The founder. Yeah, he's the founder. He's actually the founder of The Limited, number one, okay? I didn't know that. He start, started The Limited, and then then he expanded it to do Victoria's Secret, Abercrombie & Fitch, Express. Uh, oh. I don't like this guy. <laughs> well, since the uh, little documentary, Victoria's Secret documentary, came out, no one else likes him either. Oof. Well, I mean, he's you know. It, aside from all that, he's made some of the worst brands. So yeah, I'm sorry if you. I'm sorry if you like Bath and Body Works, but it's terrible. Anyways, Terrib- if you love addictive. Bath and Bo- Bath and Body Works, where can they email don't, us, Jose? Why would they say that when well, we just had bad things to say about? Bath yeah. So we can block them. I mean, it- no, oh, wow. we love we love everyone, even if we smell like Axe body spray. <laughs> but not if you smell like bot. If you use the bot, please stop listening. 
you can email us at it's going to get stupid at gmail.com. You can go to facebook.com slash it's going to get stupid. You can tweet us at IGTGS show. You can hit us up on Instagram at it's going to get stupid. You can search it's going to get stupid podcast on YouTube. And you can leave us a voicemail 832-304-1423. And tell us what smells don't stink. I like the That's no weird... scent. I like no yeah. scent. Yeah. Scent free. Yeah. Everything I like scent free. We were getting our son's first like real stick of deodorant. <laughs> and there's so many scents for like we do. We try to do like natural deodorant, like no aluminum, no parabens or anything like that. There was like a coconut lavender something. He was like, ooh, that's nice. And no. Rick was like, no, you can't. You, you can't combine preteen funk with coconut and lavender. Like, it's just not a good thing. It did smell nice. It Sure, but not with not with sour preteens. But like everything we have, like our laundry detergent. And no scent. Like everything really? is scent-free. Dryer sheets. Everything Dryer is scent-free. Why? Lotions, everything is scent-free. Just don't free. want it. Deodorant. I don't want any scents. Everything is scent-free. The no only sense. thing that might have a scent, and it's, well, not maybe not any, even anymore, but like our our um, our dishwashing detergent. You and, can't buy scent-free. It's and like dish lemon, soap. lemon. Our, well, di- our dish soap, like we have the Blue Dawn, like that has its own like Blue Dawn Blue scent. Dawn scent. But then like everything else, like all the other hand soap is like palm olive clear or whatever. Yeah, free and clear. Yeah. I think we should bring back duck facts. Just saying. <laughs> Do y'all, y'all, y'all remember duck facts? Yes, I forgot about that. Uh, well, so, I went to our, so I went to our Instagram because I was like, "What's the last time we posted something on Instagram?" It's been ninety. It's been ninety-two weeks. But <laughs> and it was, uh, "What is your favorite Kevin Smith film and why is it Dogma?" Pretty, pretty solid. It should be. What, what is your good. favorite? Uh, what is your favorite lotion scent and why is it unscented? Oh my gosh. Oh, unscented. Oh gosh. Why would you just want unscented? Anyway, so. So what, yeah, are, we, what are we actually going to talk about today, Jose? Nothing, nothing at all. No, we're going to talk about, um, so, you know, this is, I guess this is our annual uh, Where's Entertainment At Right Now episode and we're going to yep. discuss where entertainment is, how it kind of got here, and where it might be heading in different different a- avenues. Um, so this is all off of Rick watching Matt Damon on Hot Ones. Yeah, so there was a, a clip that for whatever reason, like his Hot Ones interview, which if you don't watch Hot Ones, Hot Ones is a great interview show. Uh, basically, this guy put celebrities through a series of 10 different wings that um, range from like Tabasco to this ridiculous amount of like uh, – of heat. Um, and he asked them questions. It's a really good interview podcast. It's probably like my favorite, like kind of like pop culture talk show, but he had Matt Damon on. Um, I, I think I said hat Matt Damon on. I think you did. It's okay. Though. Okay. Hat that were, <laughs> he had Matt Damon on and, uh, this was a year ago, but for whatever reason, it's made the rounds again. And Matt Damon was talking about why he asked him, why movies, you know, we find ourselves on the couch looking at our different streaming platforms and notice that there's not a lot of great content. Um, and he's asking Matt Damon why. And his big thing was like basically the cost to market and publicize things since the removal of the DVD from like our entertainment consumption because everything's streaming now. Um, the risk is too high. 
And so you end up with having to, you know, still doing the same pub, uh, publicity and mark and advertising, but you're not getting the studios aren't getting the DVD sales anymore because everything's just being streamed on different platforms. Um, and it's, I think at this point, this statement was accurate. Again, I have no idea why this clip has kind of resurfaced again this week, um, but it did. And it kind of made me think, and I don't, as we were talking about this earlier, it, I realized like I probably sound like I'm kind of bashing Matt Damon and other like high caliber actors. Um, but what made me think about it was like, so we pray just came out a couple of weeks ago and yes, I've watched it multiple times while I was working this past week. I had a predator marathon, uh, and it was fantastic. Um, and not alien versus predator, but I watched all the other predator movies, uh, and great watch, but I also watched pray again. Um, pray was made for a low budget, um, in this modern era of making movies, which it sounds ridiculous, but it was made for $65 million. Um, I feel like it was done really, really well. You had a director take a very simple story and, um, he was able to envision it. Um, but that $65 million budget was probably because there wasn't a big actor involved in this movie. Like for, for all intents and purposes, like a lot of these were like upcoming uh, up and coming stars. Now there's that risk of like when you use an upcoming star, like how well is it going to do? But I think we're starting to see a lot more promise in that area. Whereas you have, they're not up and coming stars necessarily anymore, but you have the kids from like stranger things who are doing, you know, just started off as child actors. Um, and Netflix was able to produce something really well because I kind of feel like they were able to invest more money into their writing and into how they were going to produce the series. And like with Prey at the same time, like how they were going to able to produce this movie versus like having to spend a crap ton of money on an A-list actor. So I don't know. It got me thinking like, how is this changing things? I think in the last six months, we've seen a lot more promising things come out of streaming services like Sandman and Prey that don't really have gigantic names attached to them, but just have really good stories. Whereas like, not to like crap on the gray man or anything like that. The gray man was fun, but the story was just, it was kind of blah. Right. But you had two gigantic actors, three um, gigantic actors in it that probably ate up a significant amount of the budget. Yeah. But okay, I don't know. Blair Witch Project what? was from 1999 ish, yeah. and it they had a. I just looked it up. They said 60 million, but I think actually it was uh, 10 million to get it for the Blair Witch Project. Right, but it was just them in a camcorder yeah. out in the woods. So they had 10 million to do all of that, and it made like hundreds of millions of dollars. But yeah. so I mean, 10 million then would have been Prey's current budget, and I think it was definitely okay. better. You know. Well, I mean, with inflation and everything. Yeah. So, for reference, they had to come up with like ten million for Blair Rich. That's a lot of money for that movie. <laughs> well, they could. I mean, there's no like. Uh, I'm going to release this independently. You have to have That's some. True. Yeah. You have to buy into something, and yeah. so they had to buy in. So. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think. So. 
I don't know if the quality of movies is going down, um, but I feel like there's a lot less original IP for sure. Sure, right? yeah. I mean, I, over the past, I would say, decade for sure, I guess since Marvel started its run, there has been so much licensed stuff. Again, it feel, it just feels like it's so a lot more, whether it's a movie or if it's a TV show based on something else which is is a double-edged sword right it's really cool like some of the coolest you know so recently paper girls came out it's a comic book that i really love watch that reading in it and it's it's a it's a it's a good show yeah it's totally different than the comic book um and i think that's the thing is like when you have a lot of like you know people going into ip into taking umbrella academy is a good example as well and lock and key on netflix um they're like okay let's adapt this from a comic book or graphic novel that that people seem to like well we really have to change a lot of stuff because it's a totally different medium and you know even with marvel it's a totally different medium but the names are a little more you know well-known iconic you know they kind of made some established them a lot of this stuff is not established and it's really hard to kind of get it going with just adapting it straight from the comic book. Um, so then you have a little, they have that whole problem that video game movies have had for years where um, it's too different and nobody likes it or it's too the same and nobody likes it because <laughs> I've, already, I've already gone. Like, and how do you get in the middle of it? Whereas, you know, original IP stuff, I, I still really enjoy watching original films that are just good films, you know, like um, honestly, uh, What's that one with Chris Pratt where he goes in the future to fight a war, the Tomorrow War or whatever the tomorrow it was? War. Hey, is it a, is it a fantastic film? No, not at all. I liked but, it. I mean, like groundbreaking. It's fine, but but it was yeah, it was entertaining and it was an interesting story. That was cool. It's kind of been done a couple of times, but still original. You know, not based off of something else. Um, I like I like that, and I think we're losing a lot of that because they're riskier. They're way riskier. No matter how many. No matter who you put into that film, like Chris Pratt was in that. Look at Chris Pratt and Jennifer Lawrence in that other movie. What was it? The one where he... Oh, um, they were in space? Basically. Yeah. Oh, gosh. That was terrible. That was a terrible movie. Uh, hold on. I'm looking it up I can't right even now. remember. I can't even remember what that film was called because it was so bad. And I was so frustrated with that movie. But that was an original kind of movie. And I didn't... It wasn't, it wasn't very good. And it had two big stars in it. So... Um, I think it's just risky anyway to do original stuff for sure. But now that, you know, what Matt Damon's saying, if you're not going to get passengers, if you're not going to get anything on the back end of it or anywhere close, then it's even more of a risk. Well, so if that, if that clip was from a year ago, more than likely that was filmed before COVID shut down everything. Because Uh, no, because um, I can tell because of the way the setup was done. Um, they used to have one table where they kind of crowded around. Now they have two tables to okay. give more distance. But so if this was from a year ago, they yeah. were still trying to figure out what does uh, the future look like for movie releases? Because yeah. before you make a movie, it comes out in theater, you make your money. And then six months later, if ish, you know, they'll release the DVD and then people will buy it and all that stuff. So with COVID and all the movie theaters shutting down, like movie, uh, like uh, the companies had to rethink, like, so now we have movies that are just now coming back into theater. 
two months later, you can rent them. Yeah. You can, you can digitally rent anything in two months. So yep. you don't have to go to the theater. Just wait a couple months. For nineteen ninety nine. Right. But I mean, well, people are doing I, it. People are doing it because, well, I mean, you're going to spend that money anyway yeah. if you go in the theater. So it's like they're changing the way you rent the movies. And in the first month that it's released, you're paying $20 for it. But people are doing it. It's like they're making their money. It just, yeah. looks, it just looks differently. I don't think they're making anywhere near what they were making before. Not, not, you don't think? Because, no. like, well, so unless I wait, like, a couple of years, like, if I, okay, Top Gun Maverick. Like I, I want to watch it, right? If I want to buy it, it's nineteen ninety nine, right? Yep. If if I if I want to rent it, uh, I think it's also nineteen ninety nine. So people are like, well, I want to rent it. Why don't I just buy it? Same price. That way, I'll have it if I want to watch it again. And there's probably some idiots like me who have probably paid twenty dollars to rent something, and then two months later turned around bought and it bought again. it. Yeah, I still don't think I'm making the same amount of money. Really. Yeah, man. Okay, because here's the thing. Okay, what Matt Damon was possible. saying, because, because what happened is, is yeah, you could, in theory, rent buy the movie on DVD and then let someone borrow it and they would not have to purchase any, put any purchase money, yeah. but it's still a physical piece of media. They'd have to have a player. They'd have to, you know, you'd have to physically meet them. Now, I can give you a login to my thing and you could just stream it if I bought That's it. That's fair. Right? So I'm, you're losing money. Stop you, breaking yes. the law. Well, there's there's definitely some offset. Well, I own it. It's not breaking the law. I own it. It's like give, letting someone else use it, right? So um, I, I think they and, – and then also you already have the decreased money from the theaters. There's no way they're making as much money as possible yeah. um, because they're, they're not – they're just not full. I've been to the theater. It's not, it's not as packed no, as it was. No, they're not. But you so have you already like, lose- the streaming services are paying big bucks to get these movies – um, exclusively on their service. So, I yeah. mean, I mean, it, I don't know. I think it might, it's got to even out somewhere. I think, no, and no, I don't. And I think that's why we're seeing a lot less of gambles with movies. Um, there's not, I, I already can tell there's not as many movies coming out. Um, so the big Hollywood studio. Well, also the cool thing though is that there's a lot of more ways to to put movies out. Like Prey is, Prey is also a really great example. Like I can put a movie out in the theater. Or I could just put it out here in the streaming service. Yeah, because that's all I really care about. Um, is people, you know, because that's big money for a streaming service. Yep. I don't think the studios still make as much money as they would off of that. I know they're paying a lot for rights, but again, it's a one time payment, and then everybody just watches it. But see, it's not a one time payment because like. We've seen different shows in series and movies um, go from platform to platform. Right. Like when your uh, time period is up, then another platform picks it up and pays for their royalties, like like their rights. Tenet just left HBO Max. I don't know where it's going right now. But you don't care because you bought it. But like Bird Box, like when they made Bird Box, that was for the theaters. And then, no, it wasn't made for Netflix. When they filmed it, it was going to be a theatrical release. And then Netflix said, no, we want it. We're going to pay this much. And it had to be enough for them to say, okay, that sounds good. Let's do that. Yeah. So then Netflix had the exclusive rights to it when it was originally filmed to be a theatrical release. So it's like how much, like it's got to be an amount that is like promising. Yeah. 
Because if it, if it were like a little amount, it'd be like, you know what, we're just going to go ahead and release it in the theater, and then we'll talk about a later release yeah. on Netflix. But they pulled it from theatrical release and went straight to Netflix. So I do think that... And there was another clip by uh, with Anthony Mackie that kind of... Now that we're talking about this, I kind of agree more with it. But like, he was saying how like we're the the era of like the movie star is starting to go away, um, mm-hmm. and it's more about the characters. Like he he was talking about how like when he takes his kids to see an Avengers movie, he's like Anthony Mackie's not a movie star, but like the Falcon is. Like it, th- he was using himself, but like the Falcon is what people Captain America are wanting to see, or Captain America, whatever. He's right? Captain America. He is yes. He, at the time, this was four years ago. <laughs> <laughs> so I get what he's saying in that sense. Like we're probably going to like the era of like gigantic movie stars who are like taking these ridiculous paychecks. Yeah. I'm not saying they're ridiculous because like acting is hard work. Um, but it's, it is pretty crazy. Right. Do like, you need 14 million for three months work? <laughs> that seems a lot. That does seem like a lot. Um, but I think we're going to, nah, <laughs> <laughs> once you like the streaming services are able to get you know make things without gigantic names attached to them right and the equipment costs like you know to have like a movie production style camera back in like the 90s and early 2000s was a ridiculous amount of money now you could go to best buy buy a a mirrorless camera and it's probably not going to look as great as like a full-on production camera pretty good but it'll look good enough to get it on a streaming platform yeah right and even like uh, i went down a rabbit hole about like production quality but netflix has a document or like they have some part on their website where like if you want to get into making a movies for their platform these are the cameras you can you can use um and it goes from like very low budget but high quality to extremely high budget and high quality um and yeah there is a, a quality difference, but like, unless you're going for like some crazy sci-fi movie, like you can probably get away with like the, lo- the lowest budget camera that's acceptable to Netflix, Netflix's requirements and still make something really well. And so I think it, for me, like this almost seems like this could be a resurgence of the golden age of like the indie movie. Right. Because like in the nineties, like you had a you had a ton of indie movies being made. Like when we would go to Blockbuster, you would see like all the kind of block like the big giant movies there, but then like there would be that section of just like little weird indie movies that cost nothing to make, but then like some of them were like our favorites. Right? And so like I feel like there is that shift that's happening now, like maybe we're just at the beginning of it. Yeah, I mean, I think, I mean, I do agree with Matt Damon's sentiment about, you know, it's scary to take a risk, which we didn't have before. But I mean, isn't that with anything? I mean, it, I don't know. I I feel like once things kind of settle with this new, like what things look like now, people are not going to the movie theaters as much because honestly, like having to deal with people on their phone and like babies crying. It's like, why wouldn't I just spend $20 and watch it in the comfort of my living room where I can pause it if I need to, like, I don't, if I need to go to the bathroom, I'm not missing something. It's like, I, I think once we kind of settle into this new normal, 
people will start to create again and they yeah. will have a place for that once they figure out what it's going to look like. Cause we're still trying to figure it out. I mean, honestly, the $20 rentals, that's fairly new. Yeah. Because when the movie theaters opened back up, people thought, Oh my gosh, here we go. We're back at it. And then yeah. when people just didn't show up, they're like, okay, let's make a shift because people are not going back into the theaters. What can we do to make our money? And they realize people are willing to pay $30, $20 for a movie that just came out or a month later, like here, let's rent it. Yeah. People will do it. That's crazy. But paying $20 for a rental? Yes. But we'd pay $40 to go at the to the movie theater. Well, so remember, crazy. Jose hates his family, and he, he just, just goes, by, he himself. goes by himself. I it's like, don't dude, hate that's my a family. I just movie. like money. I don't. <laughs> I know, but it's like you're paying like twelve dollars for the ticket, and if you buy popcorn and a drink, you're like thirty dollars in before you even sat down. Every time I go to the movies, I dislike it now because it's so expensive. Yeah, it's just so really ridiculously expensive, and like honestly, I haven't been to the movies since uh, Madness whatever multiverse of madness because it was a letdown i spent 30 dollars to take me and audrey yeah and i was like this is kind of a waste of my money yeah when i could just wait like i could have waited a month or whatever it took to get into well, like Plus. Thor, thor is coming out in, in uh next week yeah that's what i'm saying I, like, why would I, they're not waiting six months to release yeah. it um uh, for a digital release now it's like a month or two and then you can get it yeah. so i mean there have been movies that we we kind of prioritize like is this a theater movie or not? Yeah. And if it's not, we just wait. And there it is. I'm there re- was an article Go ahead. I was reading that it said, you know, eventually what's going to happen is, is that they're going to stop making certain movies, you know, available on the, the big screen because people aren't going to go watch them. So the only movies that are going to be available at the theater are going to be movies that movie theater going people would watch. Kids movies, big action films. Big action sci-fi stuff. Yeah, big action sci-fi stuff. Do you really need to watch a little art house film like in the movie theater? Like those usually, I mean, I understand wanting to go to the movie theater for like a big Marvel movie or something because there's a lot of action and you want to see, you want the surround sound, you want all of that. But if it's just a little indie movie, like honestly, the theater experience isn't as important, really. I don't think it's important, but okay, so I learned one thing from, from, uh, what is it that movie movie pass because i went to see every single film when i had the yes. movie pass every day i was at the movies every single day <laughs> i watched things that i would never have ever when you should have been at work the uh anyway that's neither here nor there so the point is <laughs> is that i don't work there anymore um is that <laughs> i watched a lot of movies and like i watched comedies which comedies are something i would never pay for because they're just so hit or miss and i don't know i'm gonna be frustrated I think the thing here we lose is the art of the the excitement of going to the movies, period. It's not about the movie I'm watching. It is the experience of going to the movie theater, right? And being in the dark room, nice comfy seats, a big screen, bigger than you could ever have at your house. Yeah, there's surround sound and all that other stuff for, for like that makes some movies really pop. But something about being in a dark theater, watching a film with other people is 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 part of the experience that you lose but i think because we got so far removed from it with the pandemic people don't want that anymore yeah i'm okay with it yeah right I'm i mean okay it's not it. it's 
Yeah, and I mean, there's certain things that people aren't going to do any longer because they're just like it, the risk is not worth it. Rick was or, on the verge. Uh, Rick was on the verge of old manness, like before COVID. Like, get off my lawn, kids, because he was the one that was like, "Shh, hey, I'm trying to listen." Like while the movie was going on, and I'm like, yeah. "Oh my gosh!" And then he kept like loud whispering to me, "I can't hear anything because people are talking." I'm like, "Oh man!" Is that, so this is, is that episode of Seinfeld where George like decides to like stop following his instincts. And some kid, like somebody, like some kids are like just talking through a movie and he just loses it on them. I hope I can do that one day. You may not because movie theaters are going to go away. (laughs) Well, I told you like when I was at, when I went to go see Eternals and then I think when I went to Spider-Man the first time, it was like, there was a baby crying. There was people, Eternals, there's people just, just talking. They were just (laughs) on a date. Like, like I'm surprised they didn't pull a table out and like pull out a four course meal and just eat like they were taking So tell me about yourself. Is this your first time in a movie theater? Like, it's really weird. Like, like, did you come to watch this movie? Do you know anything about the Eternals? At first I thought he was explaining stuff to her, but I realized then they were just having like legit conversations about other stuff. I'm like, what is going on right now? Totally weird. Totally weird. So, I mean, I don't like that stuff um, because that's annoying. But I think even that, like the noise, the crunching, people being in the way, some people talking, that does kind of hit into the atmosphere of being at the movies, like the experience. Um, Some people like that experience. Some people don't. Some people don't, you know, have been away from it and figure I could just do it at home and it's much better. Yep. But I also think us as a society have become more used to being in our houses in general. Yeah, we're definitely le- we're we're definitely creating like our little hermits, little little, little hermit habitat. Yeah, well, I mean, I technically I don't ever have to leave my house. No, and it's wonderful. Uh, except it's wonderful. to go, except to go to the dentist, or you could just choose not to go to the dentist. Well, yeah, 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 yeah. But I mean, there are certain things you can't do from your house, yeah. but they're very they're very like rare sporadic throughout the year kind of thing. So maybe I only have to leave my house four times a year. Other than that, I can order everything I need to groceries, food. It's really just to go to the dentist and like to get a passport because like most of my, like the last few, the The last few, the last few doctor's appointments I had were all teledocs. Teledocs. Yeah. 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 Like I had a sinus infection and he was like, yeah, like I can just call you and we can just do a teledoc. I got on my phone and he was like, "Yeah, it sounds like you got a sinus infection." He put a prescription in for me. I know, like, I that seems a little dangerous, anywhere. right? Yeah, I mean, a little bit. Like one of, one of my right. friends was telling me, like his uh, his doctor like diagnosed him with the flu. Um, well, that's, at least you get well, to talk yeah. to someone. I had a like checklist. Like, yeah. do you feel yeah. this, this, this? And I'm checking what I feel, and then they sent me a prescription. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay, yeah. I hope this is what I have. No, he got diagnosed with the flu. Like, like he met with the doctor online and then he was like, yeah, just go here, get a test. And then, you know, if it's positive, I'll, I'll put in a prescription for Tamiflu. But they cannot clean your teeth over the phone. So you do need to continue to go to the dentist. I'm sure there's an Amazon. Oh, actually, I'm pretty Amazon sure there's a Basics YouTube video. Home, home cleaning kit. Oh gosh, there's a YouTube don't. video and the Amazon basic cleaning kit. You can just watch the YouTube video and clean your own teeth. Oh, please don't do that. I wouldn't do it. I'm just no, saying. Please don't do that. You can probably do, you can do so many things at home. Here at it's going to get um, stupid. We do not condone home dental practice. But I think Wait, with this is, the, this is not medical advice, uh, guys. I think with the like movie theaters becoming less desirable, um, 
we have seen an insurgence of like series. Yes. That would have normally been a movie. That look like movie production. Right. Which I like because there's so many like, I mean, with the Sandman and with like Sweet Tooth and um, a lot of the little Marvel movies that are coming, little Marvel shows that are coming out, not little, but that are coming on Disney Plus. I think these are things that would have probably been a movie, but they've decided to make series because that has been the thing that's there's a rise in popularity of that. So then we're getting um, when you cover like. A, a graphic novel i mean you can't just do that in a movie because you have like especially like sandman i know they just chose a few stories to tell they didn't i mean but this was season one yep. and they're going to be able to continue to tell you know the stories but they were able to have little individual hour or yeah. 40 minute shows instead of uh trying to f- make a two-hour movie that would have never made sense so it's interesting and this kind of segues into like our secondary topic, but the music industry has done the opposite. Yes. Right. Whereas like as the music industry has progressed, now we're just seeing like singles versus albums. Right. However, yeah. I, I don't, I don't say that is a bad thing because how many times did a song come on the radio and you're like, that's amazing. I love it. You buy the album and that is the only good song on there. So you're not spending... It's like you're picking and choosing. The downside of that is yeah. the artists have to create 12 singles. They had, it's a, yeah, it was a roulette. Like, whatever. It's a crapshoot. Whatever you get. But now the artists are having to come up with 12 hits instead of just, like, a few hits and then some, like, segue songs. But... The problem is they're also not going to write their music. They're going to hire people to ensure yeah. that they get 12 they, hits. They get bangers. Yeah, no. I, think that's, I think that's the problem, right? I can't just listen. I mean, there's some really good albums where I just like every single song on here. I just want to hear it. I just like it. It's good. Yeah. But those are old. I, I have not listened to one album except for maybe Lemonade from Beyonce. Anyway, uh, one album where I liked every single song on the album, every single record in a long time. Radiohead's pretty solid. Yeah. Outside of their very first album, like every album is pretty solid. Radiohead. But that's not oh, common. Yeah, yeah. And it's that's and it's it's not common and it's definitely not the way that that artists create music today. Yeah. Well, so it used to that used to only be a problem for me like with like the big like pop artists, but now like it's starting to like um that methodology is starting to like trickle down into like the indie artists. Whereas, like, I'll be listening to, like, um, uh, Sirius XMU in the car. I'll hear a track that I like, and I usually Shazam it. Yes, I still use Shazam. Oh, me too. Um, What? I love Shazam. Shazam is great. Um, And it sends it to my Apple Music playlist. Yes, I use Apple Music, not Spotify. Um, And then I look it up, and then, like, now, like, the last couple of times I've done this, like, this artist will only have... One that song. one song yeah. as a single and not an entire album, album for it. Yeah. And I want the entire album like that builds around this one song and it drives me nuts. That, well, they don't, they don't do it anymore. That, I, I think know. that's what I'm talking about. It's like, like songs are not, albums are not made around themes or something. For the most part, they still are. I, you know, I'm not saying every single person, but I think the race to the top is like, I got to put something out and it's got to be, it gotta, it's got to get people downloading and listening to it. That's it. Yeah. And then who cares what the rest of the album looks like? I'll put some other songs. There's no cohesiveness. It's just a bunch of songs. 
and it's stuff that people like to hear. And that's, I guess that's good and all, but I, I don't know. There's something you get lost in creativity with that. Well, before they would tell, like artists would try to tell a story. They would create songs that kind of flowed into each other and it kind of told the entire album told a story even if there were songs in there you didn't like they all kind of went together but you have people now that are like oh yeah have a little bit of everything for anyone there's some country there's some pop there's some whatever and it's like okay but you're just making a bunch of songs like in whatever genre like you're not telling a story anymore you're just trying to make it the most like uh like for everyone, you're not trying to just, there's no story. It's yeah. just a bunch of songs yep. and a lot of times written by multiple different people yep. who don't know you and are just writing stuff that don't fit together. Yep. Or my favorite is when that, that guy wrote the song for Beyonce and Kelly Clarkson and it was the same song with different lyrics. Oh yeah. They, and that they was got, great. But Kelly Clarkson, I think released hers first, but when Beyonce released hers, it was bigger. And then Kelly Clarkson got uh, accused of like plagiarism. Stealing yeah. her song. And yeah. she was like, well, the, okay, first of all, it didn't even write the song. Second of all, it was written by the same person. And so then it was kind of like, well, what do you do? Like, do I pull the song or what? I don't know. Well, it's so crazy that I don't even remember what Kelly Clarkson's song was. It was called. a Halo song, like, like Beyonce did the Halo, but, uh, and then that's on it. I know, I know, Be- I know Beyonce's song is called Halo, <laughs> but I do not remember <laughs> what Kelly Clarkson's song was called. And it definitely came out first. I listened to it for a while, and then Halo came out. I was like, this is the same dang song, <laughs> but different lyrics. That's pretty funny. I yeah, forgot about that. Yeah, that's crazy, man. I mean, music is kind of. Pop music, anyway, is kind of BS. Anyway, it's, it was called whatever. "Already Gone," and I don't remember. Yeah, I remember the remember Halo it. song, but I don't remember the. Don't, yeah, but her song came out first. Yeah. But when Beyonce's came out, everyone's like, "You stole her song," and she's like, "Well, I, I didn't write <laughs> mine it. Came, it. Mine literally came out first. <laughs> it came out first, and I didn't write it. And then, but it was the same guy that wrote both songs, and he basically just wrote new lyrics over each. That's hilarious. Track, and then, but what do you do? I mean, yeah. He's not going to sue himself for copyright infringement, so he's like, well, I'm cool with it. But it was already out there, you know. You can't take it back. But that's what that's what we're getting now when there's no, like, albums. You have people that are like, well, okay, this sounds really good, and it's going to – I think people are going to like it. Well, of course they're going to like it. It's a Beyonce song. Yeah. But it's like, here we go. But I don't know. I, for one, miss the albums. You um, just like the album art, like where you open up the – not just that, like I like to listen to like, it, it's kind of like when I listen to music while I work, like I need to, I need to be able to play something for a solid hour and not have to worry about changing it. And I feel like if I just, if all I have are singles from, from different artists, like the, the flow of that music is just going to change periodically. Like if I make a playlist out of it, unless like if I just do like a, like a random playlist of that, unless I curate a playlist that has every single thing that I want, which yes, I could do that, but yes, it would take me a solid week <laughs> just to be able to do like a playlist of 12 songs. And then you change your mind once you've already created it. So right. why bother? Exactly. I would need a playlist of music to work to while I make that playlist of songs that I could then actually do work to. And it, it bothers me. It bothers me a lot. I just think we're, we're, are, we're, uh, in a time where everyone wants immediate consumption. Yeah. I want to immediately consume what you're, because a lot of like Instagram artists are having like the, not, 
I don't want to talk about influencers being artists. I'm talking about like actual artists that post on Instagram. They feel this uh, like requirement to create every day. And if they are not feeling well or they have like art block and they don't create for a week or whatever until they get inspired, then they've lost half of their followers. It's like, oh, well, you're not creating. I'm done. And the same way with like movies and and music. It's like, oh, well, I don't remember that artist. They haven't created anything in a month. It's like. So not that I have any sort of following on anything. Um, I follow you. You do. Um, But like there was, I was pretty active with like the coffee stuff that I was learning how to do. And like I was getting followers like every every like couple of posts like I would show like the the latte art in air quotes that I was working on. It, they were like big blobs. Yeah, one looked like broccoli. I made one that looked like a middle finger, and I gave it to Holly. Uh, he also made one that was. Uh, I'm not going to say it. It was. Uh, no, we're not going to say it. It was special. Um, and then I would get I would get follows, and then like I felt like the. The urge to be like, oh, I got to post today so I can get, get more, more attention stressful. from it. Like you have to post to get those followers. And then, then like I did like some artwork like from like the Anderson Ranch stuff and like some of the shader work I was doing. And I was getting more follows and I was like, oh, I got to do more. But then like I just didn't. And then did your followers drop? Well, uh, I don't have enough to where like. It doesn't register. It doesn't register. <laughs> but like, I also like. I had 12 and now I have 10. Yeah, and I'm exactly. I'm very sad. Exactly. But yeah. I mean, there, there's no like, I'm going to create and release when I create it, when it's like, when yeah. it's been inspired, yeah. because people are like, I have to do this if I want to go anywhere, if I want people to stay with me, you can't like take a break yeah. or a vacation or, or have a block, like have a writer's block or a creative block. You have to create no matter what and push through because people demand it. And it's, it's kind of like, that's a weird time. I think yeah. it's a very weird time. It is. Um, yeah, I don't know. Everything's changing. It seems like the music industry and the movie, like TV industry, are, are kind of flip flopping. Where you have music, you know, where it's just solely focused on singles, you know, which you know, late '90s, early 2000s, you know, the entertainment or like the television and movie industry was focused on big blockbusters. Like, ugh, I'm having struggling with words today, um, but now, like, I think the series have become more prevalent. And that's where you're starting to see more of the art form return. But streaming series, because if, a, if yeah. there's like a network series, like Good Girls was the as a perfect example. Yeah. It was a fantastic show with a fantastic cast, great yeah. writing, great acting, and it got canceled. Yeah. It's like, how is a show Look, that I really enjoyed canceled like that? But well, then you have like these things are released on the streaming platforms that are just... Here's what they should have done. They should have just rebranded it as Law and Order... Uh, good girls, Law and Order. Good girls. Because if you're a Law and Order series or a series set in Chicago or uh, a Love Island game show, you're you're able to uh, to make it work. Did we lose Jose? No, I'm right here, man. Oh, okay, um, I'm just making sure I don't hear any spoilers because I'm on season three. We're not. Done. We're not of, giving uh, any spoilers. Did you just? Did you just walk away? We're not. We're not giving no, any spoilers. I'm right here. I'm the just, spoiler I'm, is was, it got canceled. Yeah, which we already told. But I don't think it would have gotten canceled if it were a streaming. No, it should have gotten picked up. I think so, but there have been some that got canceled on network. Yeah. and picked up on streaming. Yeah. So I don't know. Yeah. Anyways, it's a weird time. 
It is. It's very weird. Um, and, and it'll get weirder. I don't know. Some of the things we're talking about may never even come to pass. Who knows what's going to happen in the future? Um, who knows? Uh, movies on the moon. Anyway, uh, if you have any ideas of what's going to happen in the future or how things are going, you or can email us. Time machine. Or if, don't, don't do that. It's going to get stupid at gmail.com. You can go to facebook.com slash it's going to get stupid. You can tweet us at IGTGS show. Hit us up on Instagram at it's going to get stupid. You can go to YouTube and search it's going to get stupid podcast. You can also search uh, Kelly Clarkson singing already gone and then moving into Halo without. Uh, she just started singing Halo instead of. Herself. She actually did it. Yeah, because she has to make fun of herself. So That's it was, hilarious. It was a thing. Uh, you can leave us a voicemail at 832-304-1423. Jose, you're saying if one of our listeners said, hey, I have a time machine, like you wouldn't want to you, you want to entertain nope. that conversation? Okay, time machine. First off, time travel is impossible. Okay. How do you know? Okay, so first off. If uh, Interstellar taught us anything... No, it, it is, is that time travel is probable. Stupid <laughs> as heck. Um, partly because we're also like solving the time dilemma in and of itself, like figuring out how to go back, like rewind time or move to a different point in time and get outside of time and then go back, insert yourself in a different area is, is one thing. Doing it in the same space that it's that we're in is near impossible because we are in a different place than we were 10 years ago. Look. Like physically, if a scientist so, in 1985 in his garage could figure it out, okay. I'm sure we could so, do it too. You mean you mean Doc Brown? Yeah. <laughs> no, with today his De- with his DeLorean. Okay. Today, Rick saw a picture that someone had that he didn't remember. Anyway, taking a picture of it of him, and so Luca was like, "If I get a time machine, I'm going to go back in time and I'm going to see who took this picture." And I'm like, "Really? If you've got a time machine?" <laughs> And it could only be used one time. What you would use it for is to go back in time to see who took this photo of Rick. And he goes, yeah. Um, and everyone's like, what, you wouldn't want to meet like Jesus? And he was like, no, I want to, see, I want to know who took that picture. There's, a, there's this episode of uh, Rick and Morty where, uh, have you seen all of them, Rick? Uh, I think. With the snakes? Uh, no, I didn't see that one. So there's, there's an episode where like, basically Morty gets bitten by a snake, a space snake. Right. And then he kills the snake and he feels bad. And so instead of just letting the snake die, cause like it was an astronaut snake from that planet. Right. <laughs> he goes and like, gets a real snake, puts it in the same thing, flies back out there and then throws the snake into the, into the snake world. And it causes this whole chain of events where the snakes keep going back. Like they create time travel and they go back in time and try to like kill Morty. And then other snakes come back in time to save Morty. And then other snakes come to kill that snake. And it's just like a perpetual cycle of snakes, killing snakes and trying to kill everybody. That's exactly what would happen. Okay. We would go back to change one thing. And then sort of be like, I don't like the world now. We got to go back and change it again. And then we'd keep going back and back. And then we just get stuck in time. We, we, that's all we do. We just be time traveling the whole time. Constantly. We'd never yep. do anything else but time travel. Yep. Just, and then we'd keep messing stuff up over and over. If Aston Kutcher's butterfly effect has taught me nothing. <laughs> oh, but before we go into our last segment of uh, Last Watch, did you know they're remaking Quantum Leap? Yes. I've heard of it. Yes. I've actually heard. I will not watch uh, Quanta- it. Quantum Leap is literally one of my favorite shows. I know. I won't watch and it. I can't do it. I, I w- I'm going to watch it because I like Quantum Leap. 
And if, as long as they don't get stupid with it and they just keep it what it was, like just because like it told some really cool stories and it, it addressed some really cool issues, I'm fine with all that. But don't make it dumb. I love you know I mean? that like, show, and they're going to make it dumb. Yeah, it's just like they remade MacGyver, they remade Walker Texas Ranger. It's like they need to no, just stop. Because I loved Quantum Leap. It's cost too much money to do original things. I loved Quantum Leap. I'm I'm excited. I don't know, man. I like Quantum Leap a lot. I, I've actually I actually wanted to just go back and watch it with my kids because it's so it's so fun. It's like a cool concept, very interesting, very early nineties. But it know, won't be the 80s. same because like it was always like when he was in the body of a woman, that was like really shocking, and that wouldn't be shocking anymore. Yeah. Like we're in a different world. So it's like I don't know. I, d- I just don't well, think it's gonna be I don't think it's gonna have the same tone as it had like first when it off, came out. Isn't it isn't it a woman? It's playing the doctor. It's not. It's not uh, a dude know. again, is it? I don't know. I think it's. I think it's actually a woman that's going back in time. I don't know. Um, I, I could be wrong. I could be totally wrong. Holly's looking it up. Yeah, I, I think it, well, while she's doing. That. I I know one of them is gender swapped. Either the the Al character or the Sam character. So, but it's like a. It's like it's a sequel. It's not a remake. Oh, okay. It's like I didn't a know continuation. It was a it's a okay. continuation. I'm pretty sure it's a continuation of the show. Okay. Um, like set in the far future, some to like they re re earth the works. Cause Sam, spoiler, if you've never watched the end of Quantum Leap, stop listening now and go watch all the episodes every season. Uh, Sam gets lost in time. That's how it ends. never returns. Yes. You've never seen the ending of Quantum Leap? I've only seen like two or three episodes. Oh my gosh, dude. Okay. So for do we have a whole Quantum Leap episode? There's an evil leaper. Um, that was pretty cool. There's somebody else that's leaping as well. Is, he, is he the reverse leaper? Oh, it's a dude. It's a dude that's leaping. So the and, new... I mean, it's a woman. It's a woman that's leaping. The new Quantum Leap is set 30 years after Sam Beckett stopped the Quantum Leap accelerator and vanished. So you're following yeah. a new team. So I might watch that. If it's not a remake, yeah, I might see? watch that. Okay. I like it. I like it's not a remake. It's, yeah. it's going to call back. They, I mean, I think the guy that played Al is dead. So they currently have him back. Um, is he? I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, but I know Sam, you know, Sam Beckett's not dead. He's just lost in time. That's some really cool, really cool. Episodes. Maybe, anyway, maybe um, they'll find him again. That would be, they should definitely not do that. <laughs> <laughs> they should definitely not like, I hope he never, never comes back. Like bringing it up in passing. I mean, they're going to talk about it a lot because they're continuing his work. Yeah. Dean Stockwell like, is dead. So he will not be Dean reprising his role. But Scott Bakula still alive. He, he is. is still alive. But I don't. I don't want to see. Maybe in a flashback. I don't want to see him like on the show. Like really, oh, he's going to show up at the end of the first episode. I mean, and and go away or something. I don't know. Maybe maybe she catches him in the time stream or something. I I don't want him to come back though. He don't, should say please that. do not. He please should please, please don't. Please don't close my loop. I I want it to be. But gone he's forever. missing. I like the way it ended. Maybe they're I, going to find. No, nope, I don't want the. I don't want them to find him. <laughs> I want him to stay gone. It was. I, it ended perfectly. I love the ending of the show. <laughs> he's going to vanish again, and he'll say catchy in the time stream oh my gosh well because don't. because because what he did at the end of the epi- at the end of the last show yeah. is he made sure that al's wife didn't remarry somebody else and waited for him because he was a mm-hmm. pow that was his last act as sam beckett like in the time stream and then he was lost Got because it. probably because he probably because he changed time honestly he probably <laughs> caused he cha- everything to happen he, 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 yeah which that would actually be really cool if now there's repercussions from what he did and they're trying to I go would, fix it. 
that might be really cool, but don't don't bring him back. I don't. Yeah. <laughs> what was the last thing you watched, Jose? Um, I've been watching a lot of stuff, but no movies really. Just like a lot of shows. Yeah. Um, I did okay. So I finished watching Paper Girls. I will say that if you've read the comic book of Paper Girls, it is very different. The show is com- almost, I would say, completely different, and it's actually better because it's less the heavy show is on better? the. The show is a lot better because it's centered on the characters a lot more and not the crazy sci-fi stuff that's going on. And it's really sitting on them in what they're doing as opposed to – because like the comic book jumps, like it's it's action-packed. It's paced very quickly and it moves around a lot to different and – it's, and it's very time yeah. time travel heavy, okay? The show is not as time travel heavy and it's more about the, the characters, the paper girls themselves and the characters and what they're going through, like meeting their future selves – like dealing with the repercussions of this is how I grow up and this is what I become and all the, it's so cool. Like all the things that I'm, I thought I was going to be and I'm not, it's a lot of that going on, uh, which is really, and they, they really dive into those emotions a lot. Mm. And there's some really funny scenes because they are like preteen girls. So like preteen to teenage, like middle schoolers. And so there's just some things that they don't understand or know about, and they they do it very well without being like crass or rude or you know stupid. So um, I actually enjoyed it a lot, um, but at first I was kind of thrown off because it was very different from the comic book. Uh, okay. And I watched the whole first season. I would recommend it, even if you haven't seen the comic book. It's a pretty interesting show. Um, also, I have been watching Harley Quinn on on the HBO Max. Not for children. Definitely not. I did not know that this show. Existed. Did you watch it with your kids? <laughs> Don't watch it no, with your no, no, children. No, 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 no. Because I, I watched some. Cl- I watched a clip or two, and I was like, "What is this show?" Because I'd seen it before, and I'm like, "I don't want to watch Harley Quinn. This seems stupid." And then I watched a couple episodes. Like, this is this is great. I love this. Um, it's it was it's a good show. It's funny. Interesting. Yeah, I like I like I actually like it. I like it a lot. It reminds me of Rick and Morty ish, okay. but without. Without the absurdity, okay. always, but it is absurd because it's, it's they're villains, you know. Yeah. And but they're like, it's funny how she's like not a villain, but is you know like she's just a bad guy. And then there are some people that are real true villains. Yeah, and they're just and but it's all like like the whole there's all these running gags with like Bane being just an idiot, hmm. <laughs> and like the laughing stock, and he always wants to blow stuff up, and it's the voice of like Tom Hardy's Bane going. It's, it's, it is it's just stuff like that it's so funny i don't know man i'm just cracking up the whole time um it's the i'm i'm in like i'm on the second season it's okay. it's really good it's really good interesting did you watch prey i did not watch i didn't watch I, any I movies it's what's so hard it's so tough to like sit down and watch a movie um cuz i still i got to watch prey i got to watch uncharted and then, uh, you don't um, really need to watch you can Uncharted. Skip Uncharted. <laughs> Uncharted's I do. on Netflix. I have, I it's have on Netflix. To watch it. I know it, but I have to watch it. Maverick Top Gun is now on Voodoo for me, so I got to watch that. Mm. There's so many movies I have to watch. Yeah. Um, we've been watching. Y'all? We've been watching a lot of series too. Uh, just real quick, we can talk about it more once it's finally done in October. But uh, She Hulk's been really good. Um, I had very low expectations for it. Um, really, I didn't. I just didn't know, like. I didn't know what uh, I guess I didn't know what story they were going to tell, and I'm not super familiar with the character. Um, I've enjoyed it so far. Uh, I'm glad they're giving her not like the, they're giving the series nine episodes. Um, I it's think, Ally McBill with She-Hulk, dude. 
It totally is Ally McBeal. You're absolutely right. Yeah. Yes. I think there was it's a clip Allie of Ally McBeal actually, in the bar. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Ally McBeal was in the bar. It's 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 literally Ally yeah. McBeal, but uh, with, with Marvel characters. It's great. I love it. Um, but I think it's a really good blend of like, there's some funny parts. There's some, like the action's good in it. Like I, I, I'm just really enjoying it so far. And I look forward to how they're going to progress the character throughout the rest of the series and how she's going to be involved. Like of all, you know, it's kind of, I know like Miss Marvel is going to show up in like the Marvels. Um, but it's like, how well is she going to read on the big screen? Um, Moon Knight. I don't know how well he would read on the big screen considering technically he's like three different characters. If he grows a beard, he'll read really well. Oh yeah. (laughs) Um, and then, and you know, and so it's like, in the others, like they were already on the big screen, so you kind of like have that. So I meant I think she would play really well on the big screen um, if she became like the Hulk of the MCU after a while. Um, she will not, but that's okay. Um, um, so one, one one thing I will say about this She Hulk show that people are like were frustrated with the first episode, yeah, because they kind of like really they kind of moved past a bunch of stuff and said she figured it out, right? And they didn't like that, but I'm like. I don't care about all that. No, like I want I want the courtroom drama side. I want I want whatever's going on with the bond. Like I want to know all the but stuff. Also, I want to see Daredevil. I so, think they I mean, explained like, it really well. Like how, like the whole like little like monologue she did about how like she controls her anger on a daily basis because she has to as a woman in this modern era. I think that was a good enough explanation of why she's able to have a better check on her emotions um, than Bruce was. I don't know. I think that I, I'm pretty sure it pissed it's off true. a bunch of people, but it doesn't matter. No, I, I, I mean, it, <laughs> it may though, have, I mean, but like it, it's 100% uh, true, right? Like when, yeah. Anyways, I, I I appreciate what they're doing. I think they're doing a really good job with it. Um, I'm looking forward more to it. The other thing that we watched, uh, which we did finish was San, uh, Sandman. Um, oh, I haven't finished that. I just started watching that. So it's, it's I think it's done really, really well. Um, like anything British. Uh, for me, it was a little slow at times. Um, but overall, like the more I think about the series, the more I appreciate it, enjoyed it. Um, it's, it's interesting because like there's kind of a different story being told in every episode. Yeah. And then there's like one major underlying story, story that's happening in the background. And so there is connective tissue there. Um, I think the production quality was was really like it was it's really well done. I just wish we would have had more death because I really liked yeah. death and dreams dynamic in the comic books. I I missed I mean they had that one episode and I'm like, yeah. oh so like they did really well with them together and I was really excited and then we didn't see her again. So I was kind of hoping that she would be in more so hopefully we'll get more of her Moving forward, Neil Gaiman had said, like, there are going to be some changes because, you know, we live in a different world. Like, it's not the 80s anymore. And he he was like, we can still tell the same story and be sensitive to what's going on today. Like, I don't need to I don't need to exploit things because I did in the comic books that I wrote in the 80s. He was like, I can still tell that same story and you know, not exploit people. Yeah. For example, so they released another hour long episode, uh, last week. Um, and it was, it's kind of like two episodes like stitched together. One is this animated 
kind of like little novella about like a, a cat. Um, and it's, re- it's, it's a really interesting story. Um, she encounters like dream cat. Yeah. And it, it's, it, it's a really cool little story, just like a little one-off. But then this, the second part of it is, um, involving Calliope, which is dreams ex-wife, uh, in this universe. And there's a lot of stuff that happens to Calliope, um, where like she has to inspire men. Uh, and I'm putting that in air quotes. And apparently, um, the comic is a bit more graphic about what well, happens. Because, you know, she, she is a prisoner and so yeah. men will take what they need from her. If you know what I mean, to get inspired. And so in the comics, they, it was, quite literally drawn out for you. And he said, we don't need, like we can tell the story without showing, you know, her being taken advantage of or being raped. We don't need to do that today. We can, we can show little things like he had a little cut on his hand, on his face showing that she fought back. And he said, I didn't need her to scream or hear things falling. He was like, because you know what happens. He was like, I don't need to exploit the story for the audience to know what Which, happened. So I, I, I appreciate that he, yes. that he's like taking a, like he's understanding that there are some things that people are going through and I don't need to, I don't need to spell it out. You know, you know what's going on. Well, I appreciate it because it was kind of like after like the game of Thrones era where like, they just kind of showed everything constantly. Um, which is what made us not want to watch the series. Like a lot of other series kind of followed suit and to we're like, this is what people are into. So we're just going to show whatever like we need to in, in a series. And so I was glad that he took a more artful approach and like he just focused on telling a story and not a gimmick of kind of the the traumatic experiences that a character would go through. Right. Um, overall, though, I really enjoyed it. How far are you into it, Jose? I just the first like not even finished the first episode, but wow. it's it's a little it's a little slow. It's slow. It, it, it is, is slow. It is slow. I mean, but but it's interesting. It is and it's beautiful. Like it's a beautiful show. Oh, it's so already. it's so pretty to watch. The first yeah. episode is probably the slowest because you have the least amount of dream but interacting. It doesn't speed yeah, up okay. much. It's going to be about that pacing yeah. the whole. It, it, it's it, very it re- slow. It really doesn't. But you get, do get more like that first episode. Like you're really just like seeing what happens to dream in that first episode sets up what happens for the remainder of the, of this first season. Gotcha. Um, so it's very important because the remainder of the season is him kind of trying to fix what happened while he was gone. Well, okay. and it's also like after his, when he was released, yeah, he was angry and wanted vengeance. Yeah. And it was his realization that like, I need to be, I need to show some humanity instead yeah. of just vengeance. Like it was kind of a maturing of a character and yeah. that's kind of what they focus on. And uh, there's one episode which Holly was very disappointed in there. Like in the death episode, he back in like the 1300s, oh, yeah. he's, he stumbles upon this man who's bragging about how he's going to live forever uh, in like a pub and dream goes, um, he was like, fine, I'll see you in a hundred years. And the guy thinks like he's joking, but then like like he's still alive a hundred years later, and meets Dream in the same pub over and over and over again. Um, like every every century, every century they come together yeah. on this date. The next, like hundred years later, at the same pub. Yeah. 
But the uh, one the one year that was missing was 1989 because that's the year that he was. That's one of the years where he was still captured. Um, I was so excited. We got we got to like like 1879. Well, like Dream was dressed appropriately for the era. And so oh, yeah, 1889. And I was like, Ooh, 19, 1989's coming up yeah. and we're going to see like the big hair and the like Robert Smith looking dream. I was so excited. Rick was like, we're not going to get that. He's captured right now. And I'm like, dang it. Yeah. Aww. I wanted to see it. I was like the whole episode. I'm like, yeah. it's coming. We're going to get to 1989. Man, I was disappointed. I mean, I get it, but whatever. But it's a really interesting story because like, he basically gives him the gift of immortality because he wanted to see why humans wanted to live, in essence. Um, so it's a really good episode. Uh, Jose, I highly recommend you finish watching it. It is slow, but it like it's slow for someone who has it's a hard slow, time getting through slow good. stuff. It's slow, but it it's was good. really good. Yeah, it's really good, especially if you were fans of the of the comic book. I mean, I think, yeah. I mean, there are a lot of differences, but I think that they were um, at the core they stayed true. Yeah, to and it. Neil Gaiman's very proud of it. He had a lot yeah. of he had a lot of work to do with it. Yeah, um, there was an article that recently came out where he actually stopped several Sandman movies from happening like he sabotaged them himself because like he was like one of them like on the quote like one of them was literally the worst script he had ever read (laughs) in his entire life and he was like not just the worst sandman script he was like it was literally the worst script that i ever read and so he was like in order to get it to stop it from getting being made he found one of the big like blog sites at the time and anonymously sent them the script so that they could trash it and the studio would stop making it. Wow. <laughs> so he's very protective of this work. And I think for him to be proud of it and to see the, the amount of love that was put into this series, like it really shows. Um, so yeah, highly recommend it. If you haven't watched it, if you're into, if you're looking for something weird to watch, not necessarily weird, but just like you're not normal, like comic book adaptations. Um, I think it's a really good one. Yeah, it was good. Oh, man. I can't, I can't wait. I'm excited. Yeah. I think that's it. I think that's all we got. Well, cool. Yeah, that's that's all we got. Um, who knows what will happen in the future? Flying cars, maybe? No, that's never going to happen. I definitely do not want anybody flying a car. That sounds t- terrifying. <laughs> terrifying. Could you imagine anyway. our freeways with flying cars? I mean, they're bad. People have wheels. People have been driving cars for I don't know how many years. I mean, we still can't do it right. Nope. I don't know. Cars actually can drive themselves for the most part, and they still can't do it right. Okay. I don't know what's going on. Jose, if you have to U-turn, like you're, you're, you have the, what is it, the median? Yeah. Yes. Where do you turn? At the, like, at the. So, like, like if, the, if, if it's a double turn median is what yes, you're saying, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it, it, where do I turn? I go across and turn on the other side. Okay. That's good. I'm glad. We need yeah, the fifth element cars that are kind of like bumper cars. Yeah. If, you hit, <laughs> if you hit someone, there's no crunching. It's just you bump around. That's what yeah, we need. Bump away. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's what, maybe. maybe we'll do <laughs> it. Fifth element cars. Make it happen. Anyway. All right. No flying cars. Where can they email us? Is there? Uh, you can email us at it's going to get stupid at gmail.com. You can go to Facebook. I thought you were going to say face.com. Facebook.com. Wherever. 
slash it's going to get stupid. You can tweet us at IGTGS show. You can go to insta, instabook.com and <laughs> it's going to get stupid. Uh, search it's going to get stupid podcast on YouTube. And leave us a voicemail at 832-304-1423. Yes. Okay, bye. bye. Catch you in the time stream. Oh, stop. Aww.